podcasts on WLRN are funded in part by Make-A-Wish Southern Florida, whose own podcast, World of Wishes, features inspiring, uplifting, and memorable stories from wish kids, their families, medical professionals, and more. You can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is a special program from WLRN News, Anguish and Activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening. A little more than 24 hours after the worst mass shooting at an American high school, there was a vigil at an amphitheater in Parkland. With news helicopters buzzing overhead, Stoneman Douglas band members sang, and the father of 14-year-old Jamie Gutenberg, who was killed in the shooting, expressed the pain and anguish so much of our community has been feeling since. What is unfathomable is Jamie took a bullet and is dead. I, I don't know what I do next. The grief and sadness and pain remain as those killed by the mass shooting are buried. But it is accompanied by activism that you could hear on the lawn of that amphitheater, even on that Thursday night. By Saturday, the chants became a full-fledged movement as student survivors of the carnage combined their agony with activism, stepping into the familiar debate over guns after such a tragedy, but in ways technology and teenagers have not done after earlier massacres. There are the Twitter responses calling out vapid political responses, the social media messages aimed directly at leaders, the video posts from inside classrooms during the shooting, and teenagers born after Columbine coming of age in a time of active shooter drills and code reds in school, mourning another senseless school shooting and crying out for change. Because of these gun laws, People that I know, people that I love have died and I will never be able to see them again. They will never be able to attend homecoming, to attend prom, to go to college, to receive those national merit scholarships, to swim on their school's swim team. I just want to know, where is the common sense in that? Our lives are being taken and, and it's like we have no hope that the government is going to do anything about it and that's why we're here today. We need, we need more events to really just get to know each other so that everybody is, is somebody's friend. Everybody is somebody to talk to. That's what we need. It's horrifying that a, a man that has mental illness and he's not even old enough to buy alcohol was able to buy an AR-15 and kill 17 people at my school. We are going to be the last mass shooting. That last voice was Emma Gonzalez, an 18-year-old senior at Stoneman Douglas, who was with us here on WLRN. Emma, tell me about the reaction that you've had to that speech. Um, I immediately started trending on Twitter when I didn't even have a Twitter. I had to make one like yesterday. And since I don't have a Twitter and I didn't have a Twitter before, everybody on the team really had to help me understand what I was doing. I tried to direct message people, like they had messaged me and I tried to direct messages and back, it was, it was a mess. This I've, video has been seen over 100,000 times mm -hmm. now. How does that make you feel? What do you think about that message that you delivered in Fort Lauderdale going global almost immediately? I, I, I like words cannot describe, I still don't even feel it. Like at this point, 
I I keep hearing the words and I don't think I'm actually going to understand how famous I've become. Like my name comes up before Emma Watson. Emma Watson, this is no due disrespect. I love you so much. But um my like I'm not going to understand this. I'm not going to be able to comprehend this until I'm a fully fledged adult. Like, it's got to be about the message. Yes. And the messenger. Yes. And I'm so thankful that I've been given the opportunity to like reach up through platforms and converse with people and have these conversations like speak our truth and the truth and be able to be with the people around me in public like this. Some of those people are with us today, your classmates, Kirsten McConnell, a junior, uh, Ryan Deitch, a senior, and Chris Grady also with us, to the, the, the three of you, to the four of you, welcome, and thank you for your time. Uh, Chris, tell me about the reaction that you've seen from your classmates. Um, it, it's just been absolutely incredible the way this whole school has come together um, after a tragedy like this. Uh, I don't think it's ever really been seen it's never happened like this before uh you know uh they chose with the wrong community to mess with ryan what is your message uh i think our message overall is that this is for the victims this is for not just the victims of parkland of stoneman douglas for the victims of every other shooting for sandy hook even all the way back to columbine and before it's that these people should not have to die for no reason at all. Kirsten, how do you hear this? Tell me about your involvement with this. Um, there's been so much grieving, and I think that we all had our time to, you know, mourn over this and be upset, but then there's a lot of anger there too. So using this anger and using this like extremely unfortunate event to make something good, I feel like is very important for us as a community and as children who have gone through this to make sure that this never ever happens again that this is actually going to be the last time. That goal of the last mass shooting, Emma, tell me about how that goal came about. How how was that articulated to a point where on stage on, on Saturday it came out in such a raw, emotional, uh, but, but, but um, ambitious uh, endeavor? Um, well, first of all, David Hogg said it first on TV. One of your classmates. Yeah, one of my one of our classmates who's been working with us on this very very prominent figure up at this point. He he stated that for I don't even remember what 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 agency or newscaster anymore, but he he stated that this isn't going to be just another mass shooting. This is going to be the last mass shooting that you guys hear about that we all have to you know bear witness to, and I incorporated that into my speech because I was incorporated everything the people around me were saying because this isn't like a, a time for me to shine this is a time for all of us to get our words out and I even I called my friend on the way up to the rally and I put her words into like those are like I, I was writing on my speech all the way up into the podium and I had you know the, the parts about PTSD those are the the symptoms that my friends are struggling with currently they can't go into a parking garage for fear of hearing something fall and echo you know so just the the people around me really really had an incredibly strong impact on what I wrote that day and that 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 goal came about specifically by the words spoken by David Hogg how about for the rest of you about that uh, uh, about the message that you're delivering and what you're hearing from your friends as you're stepping forward 
into this debate, and we'll talk more about specifics, but as you're stepping forward into the spotlight, Ryan? Uh, so as we keep going out, as we keep just speaking to the media and speaking to uh, people in the community and other communities that have come in by, I think that just we're trying to do our best out there to make sure that this stuff does not happen again. Like the, the last mass shooting, there shouldn't have to be a first mass shooting. Chris? Yeah, I mean, we know it's not going to be an easy thing to do because it, it's not going to happen overnight and uh, or, or, or over the course of a month. This could take years, but, you know, if we don't continue to fight no matter what, then we would just be tarnishing the legacies of heroes like Coach Vice and Coach Hickson and all the other teachers who have ever died in tragedies similar to this one. Kirsten, how about uh, how you hear that? I mean, we have such a great support group right now backing us up. I mean, we are all kids, but we hold each other up and that's what keeps us going through this because we can't give up. And though it gets, it's very difficult thing for us to do, but with the support we're getting right now, we just need to push through it and do what we can. Who's the message directed to, Ryan? Who do you want to hear this directly? I mean, definitely the people in charge need to hear that our message is here and it is loud, that the American people are starting to one by one stand with us, that they do not want to see more children die, that people like, and I know we've been throwing around these names all over the media, but the NRA is definitely a main proponent of this. Maybe not the only one, but definitely one of the highest hit, like one of the hardest hitters in this fight against the lives of the innocent. Chris? Um, this is going to kind of sound like a cop-out answer, but, you know, we need everybody to hear. We This isn't a, a partisan issue. This is innocent children's lives and we need everybody to be on a united front it's one of the pieces of the message that is nuanced but kirsten has come out very very quickly is that it it is not a partisan message that you're delivering and your classmates are delivering it's about student safety it's about child safety uh it's about the safety of teenagers of which all of you are 17 and 18 years old it's not about politics uh that's a place that uh, I would argue we haven't necessarily seen sustained after the tragedies of Columbine or Virginia Tech or Sandy Hook or the others. But yet you and your classmates have gotten there very, very quickly here. I think that we're all on the same page in saying that this country is so divided, especially on matters like this. But it realistically isn't a matter of which side you're on because... Ultimately, these are children's lives that we're talking about. And you're either for saving children's lives or you're not. And we all have learned that this is about loving each other. This is about our lives. And yeah. Social media has played a significant role in the first several days of this Never Again movement. Um, it, it can be a place, obviously, to find support, Emma, as you have found after your speech went viral on Saturday. It's also a place, as we know, of, to put it politely, dissent. Uh, a lot of that dissent oftentimes can veer quickly into the nastiness and, and real vile messages. Uh, how do you deal with that, Emma? Um, well, first and foremost, I have barely enough time 
to I didn't have enough time to brush my teeth this morning I, I do apologize for everybody in this room for having to smell my nasty nasty breath but um it's it's a case of um the the social media nastiness yes, sorry, that sorry. can be the, out the there. social media I'm so sorry yeah um the social media with the presence of of people who who just they just they just want to be noticed so they say the nastiest things possible I don't listen to them because I don't have enough time to even check the good messages on my social media like all of you out there sending us hate messages sending us messages of violence saying things like you don't know what it feels like so you ought to be shot you're just proving our message that's all you're doing you're saying that 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 we deserve to be hurt that's despicable and and it's that's the fact that that's america's culture right now is that you're either for killing children or you're against killing children Kirsten, this goes right to the point you were talking about, about yeah. this divisiveness, this red and blue, the way that we tend to try to see almost every issue. Mm -hmm. And certainly that's the case, and it's amplified in social media. How do you protect against that in this in, in these early days as you're still uh, angry and, and sad and grieving and full of anguish and of anxiety, yeah. but also activism? Mm -hmm. um, we... Like I said earlier, we just need to channel all of that, all of the anger and everything into making a change and making something positive out of this the best that we can. The people who are against this, especially adults in many cases, we're the ones who went through this. We are the ones who technically know this the best. Um, and we just need to use all of that, all of the emotion and all of that to push us forward and ignoring any kind of backlash like that because we know we know what we're doing for them. Chris and Ryan technology has also allowed you to engage directly with the leadership uh, uh, Ryan that you mentioned in terms of directing this message specifically toward the elected leaders uh, the president of course is a very well-known uh, tweeter uh, uh, but you've got other senators and local leaders that you can reach directly and talk to them in ways that weren't possible in previous school mass shootings. Definitely, uh, with our school especially, we have uh, Representative Ted Deutsch has really helped us out a lot. He came to our school because of the MSD Politics Club, because of one of the people who work under him, Kevin Trejos. He is the president of the Politics Club at our school, and he invited him to come so that we could actually see government happening firsthand. And Ted Deutsch talked to us. He spoke to us about where the government was at. This is during, like, the government shutdown. And we're just losing more and more faith in those people as they can't even just decide on where the money should go. And now they can't decide if children should live. That just that just goes beyond extreme. This I know this all sounds morbid, and this is going a little bit off the deep end with some of these things, but this is the fact that people are now dead and there is a way to stop it, and all we're trying to do is stop it. Chris, have have you uh, heard back from those officials that you and your colleagues have been able to identify and, and call out specifically in social media, again, in ways that you couldn't do just four, five, six, seven years ago? Yeah, social media, it's a blessing and a curse, right. but this is definitely one of the huge pros is that everybody you know can stay connected and 
I, I don't think any of us could have ever imagined the response we have gotten from all of this. Um, and, and it's great to see, uh, you know, senators and um, uh, just members of government reaching out and trying to help us. It's a uh, it's great. It's great to see. Emma, you were, you were shaking your head in agreement there. Yeah, I was like, not at all, not at all. Could I possibly have ever seen, not even six days ago, the impact that I would have had on the world with my speech? I didn't even, I, I knew it was a good speech, but I didn't know that it was going to reach Hong Kong in, you know, five days. Or less. Or less. Emma Gonzalez, uh, Chris Grady, Ryan Deitch, and Kirsten McConnell, all uh, students at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland with us here on a special WLRN news program, Anguish and Activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas. We will have more to come, including what changes these students of Stoneman Douglas want. That's next after this. This is a special program from WLRN News, Anguish and Activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas. I'm Tom Hudson. You don't need an AR-15 to defend your home from a robber. An AR-15 is just made to kill as many people uh, in the shortest amount of time possible. And, and it needs to change because I've, if I wanted to, I could go out and go buy one right now. I'm 19 and that's not okay. I shouldn't be allowed to do that. Nobody should be allowed to do that. Stoneman Douglas High School senior Chris Grady speaking this weekend. He's among his classmates who've stepped out on social media and in person grieving but also pushing for change to gun laws after the mass shooting at their school. Chris is along with us now, along with his classmates, Emma Gonzalez, Kirsten McConnell, and Ryan Deitch. Thank you for all four of you for being with us. Uh, Ryan, uh, or there, um, uh, Chris, an emotional moment there. Um, that was yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, tell me about what uh, this has best been described by Wired Magazine as courageous grieving. Tell me about this. I mean... I don't know if I would call it courageous. We would just be doing a, a, a huge disservice to all of our peers who died if we didn't fight as hard as we possibly can to change, to make sure this never happens again. I think all of us feel like it's our job to do this now, so, um, every each and every single one of us. No, I'll just like add on to that in which that I personally believe that if a person is able to do something, if they have a skill, if they have a talent, then they should use it. They have the, they not only have the right to use it, they have the need to use it. And in this case, we all have very outspoken personalities. We have very, like, we have all these different ways to reach out to the people, social media, especially the news media who have come in and been speaking to us. And we just have to use that to be able to change these things from happening, to make sure that people don't have to die anymore from something like this like, i don't even know if you could call it grieving at this point like we are we are in grief but we don't have the time to actually grieve the people who aren't speaking out those are the people who are feeling this the most that they that they they're they're feeling it so much that they can't even speak about it and those are the people that we're doing this for and we will have our time to grieve and it's a shame that we can't do it now, but the reason we can't do it now is because this happened in the first place. And this happened in the first place because of the politicians that are being supported by the NRA. And the NRA, as we've been saying nonstop, they're, they're shameful. Kirsten? Right, no. Um, 
the people who are grieving exactly we do this for them the people we have lost they live on through this movement and like chris said it would be a huge disservice if we don't speak out and do what we're doing right now you have been speaking out and you've been speaking out uh, about this uh, hot topic of of gun control um, but in ways again that are very specific very measured what would you like to see, Ryan? What are the types of measures that you would like to see lawmakers take? I will say that as, as you asked for specifics, we are still high school students. We are still people who have not seen the full extent of what the government can do. In fact, most of us are in AP Gov classes. We just started learning about interest groups like the NRA. In fact, we the were day told of. the day of we were told this is going to be on your test, a test that has now been postponed who knows how long because of a shooting. And then now we just got to think, like, what is it that we can do now to make sure that we just get back to school, that we are able to get that education, that we can learn how the government works to be able to change it, to make a world that we not only would want to live in, that we can live in. Um, I, I just want to say um, some specifics. Um, things that we would, you know, like to see, things that we are, you know, leading with. Um, like, if your brain isn't fully developed until 25, and if you can't consume alcohol before 21, you shouldn't be able to buy a weapon of destruction of such caliber at the age of 18 you that that you should at least it should at least the age of you know owning guns should at least be moved to age 25 at the very least but also semi-automatic and automatic weapons should not be manufactured sold distributed in a civilian level those are weapons of war they should be left to the armed forces they should have no place in civilian society a, a student a child a, p a person should not be allowed to get a hold of a weapon like this to do as they please because they're being they're being encouraged practically by the NRA and interest groups just like the NRA. Yeah, piggybacking off what Emma said, um, uh, these uh, semi-automatic and automatic rifles, their only purpose is mass carnage, to kill as many people as possible in the shortest amount of time as possible. Um, and it, to put it plainly, you, you don't need a, an assault rifle to defend your home against a, a burglary. You just don't. And um, so, yeah, uh, just common sense gun laws, um, no access to automatic or semi-automatic rifles or high capacity magazines. And then there's the matter of the people who own these and the background checks that they go through in the screening process. That's also a very important factor to consider. If you have a history of mental illness, this should disqualify you. Spousal abuse should disqualify you. Any crime committed should disqualify you. All of these things need to be considered. Because what we've dealt with was uh, an issue regarding that with mental health, and we need to take these things into consideration regarding who's with these uh, weapons. Uh, Kirsten uh, McConnell is uh, with us as long as well as uh, her classmates at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, uh, Chris Grady, uh, Ryan Deitch, and Emma Gonzalez. We will continue with our special anguish and activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas, coming up here on WLR News. We'll have an update on returning to the high school. That's after this. This is a special 
program from WLRN News, Anguish and Activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas. Thank you for listening. I'm Tom Hudson. We see things like Pulse and Sandy Hook and so many other shootings and massacres all over the country that are just let go within a week and our politicians are really doing nothing at all and it's, it's, it's sad. Adam Alhanti is 17 years old, a junior at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, speaking this weekend. The superintendent of Broward County Public Schools, Robert Runcy, joins us now here on WLRN. Superintendent Runcy, thank you for your time today. Um, thank you for um, giving us this opportunity and, and also engaging um, the most important voices we have right now, our, our students. Absolutely, Superintendent. I want to ask you a couple of uh, quick questions regarding the high school itself, because there's been questions about it. Um, what is the latest on school reopening at uh, Stoneman Douglas? Yeah, so we, we plan to release official information today after we are able to finalize our plans and share that with our school board. Uh, tentatively, uh, we are planning to bring um, teachers back on Friday and students back on Monday or Tuesday, it looks like it may be Tuesday. Uh, one of the factors that we're taking into consideration um, is we're making sure that we accommodate funeral schedules and we don't want our Parkland families to have to choose between going to school or, or um, attending a funeral. And I think the last one may be on Monday. If that's the case, um, it looks like it will be Tuesday. Uh, awful that it has come down to that um, in this uh, uh, real tragedy. Ha- has the school superintendent been turned back over to the district? Yes, the school was turned back over to the district. Uh, I believe that was Saturday night, um, and our facility staff uh, began to work um, right away uh, to begin to prepare the school from a physical standpoint um, to, to, get, to get ready. And what about the services available at the school upon reopening? What are you planning for there? Yeah, so, so number one, when the teachers return, um, that's going to just be a day with um, staff. We call it a staff day that allows them to reunite, um, commiserate with their colleagues. Uh, we will have um, counseling and other support services there. Um, as the students return, um, there will be a, a significant amount of counseling and support um, that's going to be a very flexible day. Um, students are going to receive um, schedules. Um, they're going to have an opportunity to, um, you know, connect again with each other. Uh, we will have uh, a counseling support, uh, a significant amount there. Um, we're actually even having resources coming from other um, districts to assist us. Uh, there will be a significantly enhanced um, security presence uh, throughout the, the campus. Uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, but it's going to be a day that is going to be flexible. We're just really going to try to reintegrate the students back and provide as much um, support as possible. We have also been consulting with ex-former students from Columbine, uh, parents and administrators from Sandy Hook, uh, folks from the National Crisis Center. Um, so we're putting together things that we know will actually assist and best serve our students and faculty on this long journey to recovery. The superintendent, uh, Robert Runcie, is with us now, the leader of the Broward County Public School District. Uh, we are with uh, Superintendent, a quartet of students from uh, Stoneman Douglas, uh, Emma Gonzalez, Kirsten McConnell, Ryan Deitch, and Chris Grady. 
um, to the four of you. What do you want to ask the superintendent about, about your school? Uh, well, I, I for this one. This is Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Deitch. Uh, I just want to ask, uh, what is the tentative plan? I know nothing has been finalized, and I understand from the time of this issue, but with in regards to the freshman building, as there are a lot of classrooms, a lot of facilities in that building, what are we going to do with all those kids? Right. So, uh, so Ryan, um, that's a great question. So what we have done is we've worked with the school administration. Your principal and APs have been doing a really great job um, this past week. Uh, we've rebuilt the entire master schedule for the school, and we believe that we're going to be able to fit everyone into the existing uh, facilities. It's going to be really tight, but we feel that it's very important that we keep the entire um, um, Stoneman Douglas uh, family together. Uh, that family, I mean, you, the, the, the students, um, the teachers, administrators. Um, so we, we've worked that out. We're comfortable that we're going to be able to do that. Uh, we're going to encourage things such as um, senior privilege um, and, and so on to help create room in the school. So the bottom line is everyone's going to be together. We've worked out a schedule that will be able to fit everyone into the school without having to do anything like split sessions or move students to a different campus. Yeah. Uh, hi, Superintendent. Um, this is Chris Grady. As regards to, you know, you said putting everybody, you know, it's going to be tight and more uh, children in each room. That might cause them to have, you know, anxiety. So what measures are being taken as far as uh, security is concerned? So as far as um, security is, is concerned, um, they're actually going to be four um, law enforcement uh, individuals on actually guarding the freshman building because it is still part of, you know, investigation uh, that's going on, and it is a, a crime scene. Um, so they're going to be there 24-7. Um, there is going to be an additional um, number of officers throughout the campus. You had an SRO before. Um, you're going to have a significant presence of law enforcement personnel um, throughout the campus uh, going forward. Uh, so, sorry, yet again, I have a question in regards to that because uh, I, for one, I've been outspoken a little bit about this with I appreciate the local law enforcement. I really adore their work that they've done so far. It's really been helpful to the community. But I, for one, do not feel safe when I see armed officials having to be in a location, especially if it's still an active crime scene. Why would you want the student body to have to walk around that? Um, well, you know, that that's something we can, we can look at. But, um, you know, what happens in these um, cases, there are a lot of uh, folks who trying to get access to the building and so we, we've got to make sure um, that we secure that. Uh, we've actually put um, some fencing around the building. It's temporary. We, we'll probably work with uh, the school community and the students to figure out what we can do um, to you know put something else there um, but that's been fenced off for, for the moment so um, again uh, there will be uh, increased um, presence in the school. And within the school, we will have uh, additional um, counselors and supports, um, and we will be pushing them into classrooms as necessary. Speaking with uh, Superintendent Robert Runsey, Superintendent at Broward County 
uh, public schools with uh, four classmen at uh, Stoneman Douglas High School, the scene of the worst mass shooting at a high school in America here on WLRN. Uh, Superintendent, that scene, that Building 12, you have uh, talked about and have gotten some legislative support about tearing that building down. Uh, tell us about what is necessary in that regard, both the financing as well as the legislative effort that would have to be done to make that happen. Well, well yes. Um, so this is this is uh, really uh, on a critical path with the legislature. Uh, we have um, we we need a special appropriation from them. Um, I've spoken to uh, the governor. Um, I've spoken to our local um, officials um, and. Uh, we believe there's um, support there for it. The session is in play. Um, they have money available uh, to do it. We've come up with some preliminary estimates that we provided to them. Um, so we're, we're, we're pushing forward. Um, there are a couple busloads of um, students from Stoneman Douglas, along with teachers, that are going up this week to meet with the legislature to continue to press the case. Um, so I think we just need to continue full court press on it um, so we can get some results. Uh, so the plan um, is to build another building on the campus, different location on the campus, ultimately long term, uh, demolish that building, work with the victims and their families and the community to figure an appropriate and suitable memorial um, that we can put on on that site. Uh, finally, just uh, this moment here with the uh, four um, um, students at Stoneman Douglas. Uh, Superintendent, is there anything that you would like to tell them? And conversely, for the students here, is there anything that you would like the superintendent to know about your experiences and, and, uh, and, and the activism that has been sparked by this tragedy? Well, uh, the, the first thing I would say is that I am extremely proud of our students, uh, the level of uh, intelligence, um, passion uh, that they have um, exhibited, and to and the courage they've they've come forth with, um, they're they're taking the future um, uh, into their own hands because we haven't been able to get it done. Uh, and I'm encouraged that our students' uh, voice and leadership uh, will bring about necessary change on gun laws, mental health and how we actually work better as a society to um, create um, safe environments around our schools and communities uh, in general. Uh, one of the things that we've always pushed in, in Broward County, and we've grown it now to, to the point where we have the largest debate program in the country. It's in every high school, middle school, and even in some elementary schools, 12,000 students. Um, these topics are topics that they have the ability to debate um, and talk about. So we have a structure uh, we, we are building student voice and giving them the tools, um, the training and experience to be able to um, do this and, and impact um, students well beyond uh, Stoneman Douglas throughout Broward County and the nation. So I'm really proud of our kids and I would encourage them to keep doing what they're doing and they have my full support. Kirsten, Emma, is there anything you'd like the superintendent to hear from you? I just wanted to say thank you for all the hard work you're doing. We know how difficult it is to organize schedules on such a mass on a mass scale since we're having to organize our own schedules on such a microscopic scale in comparison to that. And um, we want to thank you for 
helping us make sure that our futures at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, by our futures, I mean all future students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, that everyone has a, a comfortable time after this tragic incident. Yeah, no, we're very appreciative of all the support as well. I mean, it's what we really need. So thank you for everything and all that. Superintendent Runsey, thank you for your time today. We appreciate uh, uh, the perspective and the update with the school. Uh, thank you, and to our students, I love you guys, and um, can't wait to see you back. Superintendent uh, Robert Runsey, the head of the Broward County Public Schools here on WLRN, speaking with four members of the Stoneman Douglas student body, Emma Gonzalez, Kirsten McConnell, Ryan Deitch, and Chris Grady. We'll continue our conversation with the students after this on this special from WLRN News, Anguish and Activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas. This is a special program from WLRN News, live here on this Monday morning. Anguish and activism, the students of Stoneman Douglas. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks again for listening. My innocence, our innocence, has been taken from us. I am 17, but in a matter of days, I have aged decades. Stoneman Douglas senior Delaney Tarr this weekend. An education interrupted. That is certainly one of the consequences, one of the victims of the tragedy at Stoneman Douglas on Valentine's Day. Today is a school holiday, President's Day. Maybe it would be a day to study or finish a late college application or scholarship form. Instead, the students of Stoneman are mourning their dead classmates, recovering in the hospital and grieving an incomprehensible tragedy and also planning for the future. Emma Gonzalez is with us, Kirsten McConnell, Ryan Deitch, and Chris Grady, uh, four members of the Stoneman Douglas student body. Uh, there have been a number of marches and rallies that have been planned in the last several days. Uh, among them is a trip to Tallahassee this week. Uh, one of the, the uh, things that th this tragedy has had unique in regards to a mass shooting in Florida is it has happened during a state legislative session. Lawmakers are working. Uh, day 43 of a 60-day session is scheduled for tomorrow. And Chris Grady, uh, are you going to be among those taking the bus trip to Tallahassee this week? Absolutely. Uh, I, everyone here is going to be uh, tra uh, traveling up there to speak with the state Senate and House of Representatives. Uh, it, yeah, there's going to be a solid hundred of us. And uh, they, the Senate is providing the buses a place to stay and food all, uh, for free. So we're grateful that they're giving us this opportunity. Ryan, Emma, Christian, all, all you are going as well, right? Yes, all of us are going, uh, and a, a large amount of the people of on our team are going. And the only reason that some of the people who aren't going aren't going is because they have other things that they need to be doing at that time. That is the only reason. And, uh, well, another thing would be, as sad as, as, sad as it is, the uh, state senate has provided these buses for us, and it is very nice of them, and we are very grateful for this opportunity is we do not have to dig into our own pockets yeah. to be able to speak to them but at the same time they did cap it at a hundred students and while our school has over three thousand students there are plenty that have been left out along with other people of the community it has been tragic although this is just one step of many we have informed them and affirmed them that everything in the future they can have a hand in. We want everyone to have a hand in it, to be able to speak out, to be able to be out there, either holding a sign or yelling in someone's face, whatever we need to do to make sure that more people don't die. No, yeah, exactly. We're very appreciative of this opportunity that we're given to voice ourselves to the state senate and house of representatives it's really an amazing thing it's the first of many rallies that uh have 
coalesced around your Never Again movement, but also have been sparked because of it, perhaps culminating in a March 24th uh, rally and demonstration in Washington, D.C., Emma? Um, I personally really want to see it just as the the pink hats from space was. You know, I want the entire... The women's march. Yes, yeah. the women's march. I want the entire world in on this. I want everyone marching. The the countries around us that, that have gun legislation that don't have to deal with this, we're depending on you guys as well. Everybody who can possibly participate, everyone is welcomed with open arms so that we can prevent firearms of of such a caliber from you know reaching the hands of people who are going to do pure acts of evil with them there has also been called for a national uh, student and teacher walkout on march 14th um, this again has something that has been sparked by the tragedy at stoneman douglas calling for a 17-minute walkout in recognition of the 17 victims. Uh, President Trump has also talked about a listening session Wednesday in the White House. Have any of you been contacted about the, that listening session? Uh, no one has specifically contacted us. We've been hearing from the news organizations that this thing is happening. Uh, the White House has not reached out to us. We have, with open arms, reached out to them as well as CNN for the Jake Tapper event on Wednesday night. This is a town hall at the BB&T Center in yeah. Broward County. We, we've all been invited, the students, teachers, parents, survivors. Everybody has been invited to that event, including the president. And overall, we just want to make sure he feels welcome enough to speak to us. We're not here to attack him. We're not here to make him feel unwelcome. We're here trying to make sure that people feel safe. Ryan Deitch is with us. You just heard from him. Chris Grady, his classmate, Emma Gonzalez, all three seniors at Stoneman Douglas, and junior Kirsten McConnell is with us as well. We'll continue our coverage, Anguish and Activism, a WLRN News special, The Students of Stoneman Douglas. This is a special program from WLRN News, Anguish and Activism, The Students of Stoneman Douglas. I'm Tom Hudson. We're with the quartet of Eagles from uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Emma Gonzalez, Kirsten McConnell, Ryan Deitch, and Chris Grady. Joining us now is the superintendent of the Miami-Dade County Public School District, Alberto Carvalho. Superintendent, welcome back to WLRN. You have been outspoken in the past about youth violence and guns. How has this tragedy in neighboring Broward County, how will it change your message and your actions that you will take on behalf of the students and teachers of Miami-Dade? Oh, I don't think. Uh, good morning, number one. Let me extend my uh, heartfelt condolences to the entire Broward community, particularly the students of Marjorie Stone, Stone Douglas and Superintendent Runcie and every single educator and the heroism that we have been witnessing and, and hearing about. And to the four uh, powerful, sensible, sensitive, courageous voices that I've been listening to over the past hour, I am so impressed by the caliber of your positions, the respectful way in in which you express what needs to take place so answering directly to you tom it will not change my perspective i've been adamant about the fact that this nation needs to do much more than it has done it is about time to stop this insane debate between whether or not it is a mental health issue or a gun control issue it's not an either or a proposition it's a it's it's a both and solution that we require yes we need aggressive an additional investment in mental health, early identification of troubled behavior, support systems for those uh, who 
uh, can engage in this type of uh, tragic, uh, tragic action. But at the same time, we need sensible, dramatic uh, gun control legislation, restrict the access of those uh, who have access to guns on the basis of age. It is irresponsible. It is criminal. It is pathetic to the rest of the world that an 18-year-old kid would have access to, uh, to a weapon of combat, to an AR-15. Secondly, restrict access to those uh, who experience uh, mental issues uh, from accessing guns. It is a commonsensical thing to do, in addition, obviously, to continue, continuing to secure uh, schools in a better way. And for that, we need additional funding for education all around. At $7,000 per year per child in the state of Florida, it is insufficient. It is disrespectful to teachers, to those who believe in public education uh, in our country. That, that's the instructional amount of money, the $7,000 that's provided per pupil from the state. Is that what you're referring to, Superintendent? That is absolutely right. Okay. Slightly, uh, slightly over seven thousand dollars. Right. We're we're barely where we were a decade ago prior to the recession. I, I want to open up uh, uh, the students here to talk with you a, a, as well here. But just real quick, uh, Superintendent Carvalho, are, are you saying that you would and, and do support uh, a legislative effort to restrict uh, uh, rifle sales to anyone under the age of twenty-one? Let me be unequivocal about this because I'm not an elected official, I'm not bound by this insanity that restricts the public opinion that is driven by reason. I believe that weapons of mass destruction in communities, and an AR-15 is a weapon of combat reserved for the field of war, has no place in America. Therefore, I absolutely am supportive of restrictions on the acquisition of those types of weaponry, Secondly, I am absolutely supportive of restrictions uh, specific to age in terms of access to any gun. Thirdly, I am absolutely supportive of restrictions in terms of gun access and ownership on the part of those that fail to meet common sense screening specific to their own mental stability. Superintendent Carvalho, Emma Gonzalez wants to come in here. I just want to say thank you so much for openly supporting us like this. I feel like this might be the first, you know, p person in power to me, like, the, like of, of, you know, like around us who's openly stated their support for us. And I can't tell you how much that means to all of us and me personally. I appreciate that. Let me tell you, um, one would have to have an incredibly hardened heart and a detached mind not to be swayed in this direction after the carnage that we've seen. And this is not the first. I mean, how many more Virginia Techs, Columbines, Sandy Hooks, and most recently, Douglas Senior High School do we have to experience before we muster the necessary courage to do that which is right? And the time is now, I think a lot of people will be shamed into developing the courage needed to activate politically towards the right, the rightful, and the righteous. And the time is now. I think you, as the young people of America, are deserving of that. Superintendent Carvalho is along with us. Chris Grady, you have... Uh, uh, Superintendent, you have the ear of legislators. You run the largest school district in the state of Florida, I believe the third largest in the nation. You are close to certainly the Miami-Dade uh, delegation there. Uh, with the positions that you have stated unequivocally here, are you putting to work, are you going to put to work those relationships toward those efforts in the, the last 17 days of the session? 
You better believe it, Tom, and that's my commitment to the young men and women uh, in the South Florida community across the state and the country. By the way, this is not an evolved position. This is a position I've maintained for as long as I've been a father, for as long as I've been an educator, for as long as I've been a resident and a citizen of this great nation. And it's not one that I'm now going to abdicate. So, in fact, early tomorrow morning, we'll be releasing a letter specific to recommendations made to state legislators regarding needed services and investments in our community. My position will remain strong. I will advocate with state legislators, federal legislators, uh, regarding this issue specific to immediate dramatic action that can and must be taken in addition to the necessary resources in terms of investment to continue to secure our schools and protect our kids. Superintendent, we have to leave it there. Alberto Carvalho, Superintendent of Miami-Dade County Public Schools, thank you for your time, sir. The four here, uh, I want to thank you. Is there any final message, the opportunity here to speak to the South Florida community? Chris Grady. Uh, Yeah, at this point, if you're not with us, you're against us. We need everybody, and I said this earlier, and I'm going to say this again, we need everybody out here supporting us because if we're if we're gonna it's a team effort if we're gonna change the country we need everybody in on it because that's the only way the politicians in dc are gonna listen to us chris grady ryan deitch emma gonzalez and kirsten mcconnell to all four of you thank you for your bravery thank you for your time today to speak with us in the south florida community we appreciate it thank you thank you thank for having, you. having us you have been listening to a wlrn news special anguish and activism the students of stoneman douglas pilar ribe and jason zabka are our technical directors I'm Tom Hudson. You can follow us on Twitter at WLRN. Thank you so much for listening. Podcasts on WLRN are funded in part by Make-A-Wish Southern Florida, whose own podcast, World of Wishes, features inspiring, uplifting, and memorable stories from wish kids, their families, medical professionals, and more. You can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.